0: Everybody, welcome to another uh, edition of Alb Crazy. Alb Crazy! There should be a musical backdrop to that.
1: There should be. I, I don't know. It should be to the tune of Reunited.
0: I don't know what that is.
1: Because it reunited and it feels so good. Ugh. That's how I feel about you today, Tito.
0: Oh, thank you. Finally, Reunited after United has been deunited. I don't know.
1: Uh. <laughs> I don't know. Weak and, attempt. And uh, whatever I said about you on the last podcast, none of it was true.
0: Well, we'll find that out when I listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> it might be like, oh, this was all very pertinent and like really cutting. I think I'm going to stay inside even more.
1: Well, it, do, it wouldn't hurt.
0: Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't hurt for some truth bombs <laughs> from Angora.
1: No. Uh, uh, if anything, I, I indicted myself.
0: So. Yes, you did. Yeah. Um, but, but I
1: missed you. So yes, I'm so glad that you're back.
0: Thank you. I've m- missed doing this too. I have been very busy um, doing a whole bunch of stuff. If I can just ramble off some some things at you. What have uh, you been doing? Well, uh, I've been I got cast in a play. I'm doing Shakespeare. Much do about nothing. I'm a villain, which is exciting. But doing theater, like you're there every single weeknight from like. 6 to 11 after you know, a full day of work. So that's uh, tiring. And then I've been working on putting together an improv show, which finally premiered, and that went really, really well. And so I've been working on two different shows, uh, and that's been taking up a lot of time. And now I'm past the, the, the hubbub point, the, the rehearse phase. Now it's all just flowing smoothly. Uh, I finally had my first uh, free day yesterday. Nice. And what I did with that was I caught up on laundry and dishes and then I got sidetracked uh, about with music and I forgot that I had left the sink running and the sinks plugged. So uh, I saw a river uh, snaking out of my kitchen into my living room, uh, which was not good. Uh, so there was inches of deep puddled water in my kitchen. I filled up an entire drawer. That was in my cabinet with water. So that was really exhausting. And now uh, uh, my house is a mess I'm when I try to clean it. I'm surprised you didn't it.
1: just pull out pieces of paper and make little paper boats and put them in there.
2: You just kind of seem
1: like one of the more impractical people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> like, like, quick, let's do something. Like you have this like manic pixie
0: boy. Like joy dream thing? Boy.
1: Kind of like w- mentality that I could see coming through, Look. where you're just like, "Oh, it's it's flooding. This is the universe telling us we need to make little sailboats."
0: Yeah, let's get on. Let's get in our swim trunks and just roll on the kitchen floor. I'm so quirky. Yeah, you, you're not wrong. Except like the, the the important detail is that I did this, not somebody else. So I couldn't just like be happy in the moment. I was just like boiling with inner turmoil and rage. Um, but now it's been 24 hours, so I'm much better. Good. Yeah, so that's me. That's mm. me. What's up, Anne?
1: I uh, got the dog shaved. Yep. It's fantastic. They're, they have their summer cuts, mm. you know. I uh, had my brother come visit. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic, except for, you know, like, whenever I'm with my family, it just brings back all that entirely crushing like self-doubt you know just oh, yeah. i hate every part of my life and myself i'm sure every then, single it,
0: listener to this podcast can connect with that
1: yeah it's just like ugh, you know and then you know we had conversations about my mom which was horrible she like drank smoked, and did drugs during pregnancies and alluded that she had killed one of our uncles wow it's like she, she was an intense woman
0: she sounds like a great person.
1: Oh no. <laughs> no. Oh, oh
0: did, did, I, did I read that wrong then?
1: <laughs> no, she abandoned him when she was when he was three, after she failed to sell him. And then she, she
0: failed to sell him?
1: She failed to sell him.
0: I don't know what that means. Like he wasn't uh, her, attractive uh, enough of her, a baby.
1: No, he was a very attractive baby. Oh, okay. Uh, well then it's on her her, her marketing skills. Uh uh. The extended family swooped in and brought it up into court that brought in the proof that she was trying to sell him and (laughs) took him. And then when I was like seven and my brother was six, my other brother was six, she went to prison. So, and then, you know, she never came back because she was drinking. My mother, my, listen, when drinking, when like kids got in the way of her drinking, she knew how to stop. Her kids, I mean. <laughs> she knew how to stop us.
0: hmm Yeah. I, I can't get past the, like, how do you sell it? Why, who do you think would buy a baby? Like, well, Nick, 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 jump in. Like, do you, how would you sell a baby, I guess?
2: Well, you have to decide, like, whether you want to sell them for, like, somebody to raise or for meat, like cattle. <laughs> I'm pretty both uh, are both are buyers' markets. To be completely honest,
0: yeah. yeah. If that's I had to guess, true. you have to like check out what's more, in or demand. the
1: even more uh, lucrative child sex slave market.
2: See, that's completely a buyer's market like that. that you're not, that's you're not going to get a return on investment in that one,
1: but you get a lot of money up front.
2: That's true. It's very front loaded. So I mean, it just depends on which way you want to go much much like cattle or chickens I would assume. Um there's not a whole lot of baby farms though, which is why this is
0: Which is why it's so lucrative.
2: Yeah. Like not right. a lot of not a lot of baby ranchers.
0: Right.
1: Yeah. I I don't know. I just
0: Oh folks. This guy that we have on this episode is a delight. He well, I'm let him describe himself. I feel like a where am I going with this? God, I just try to hit a sentence with energy. Um, <laughs> that was the, my only goal. Uh, Albuquerque
1: citizen, Albuquerque comic, and Albuquerque, uh, I would say techno specialist.
0: Yeah, that's a good word for
1: Technology it. specialist, not techno music.
0: Right, very important difference.
1: Unless you're a trap freak, and I don't know.
2: Oh, not particularly at all. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my name is Nicholas Starr. I'm um, an Aries. Um, <laughs> never seen the ocean, so I'm not sure it exists.
0: You've never seen the ocean?
2: I've heard rumors of it. And uh, a big body of water that you can't drink that boats float in? I, I don't believe it. As far as eye can see. Like, okay. like
1: imagine... He, he's like... an ocean truther. Yeah.
2: Also, <laughs> weather is made up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um have you ever been outside of Albuquerque then? oh or, yeah. I, I, Albuquerque, yes, but like New Mexico?
2: Oh, yeah. I've been to a lot of landlocked states, and um, I've been to Maryland, which is pretty close to the ocean. Like, I think I saw an inlet it's for it's the Chesapeake the Bay. it's
0: then it's probably, it's...
2: Maryland does, I mean... Th- it, it does? T- yeah. I don't know geography. Yeah. Um, and they also have the Chesapeake Bay that I saw like an inlet for by their aquarium, but it was all full of trash and nothing else, so I figured that didn't count.
1: Yeah, that doesn't count no. as the ocean. Although, so, pretty much most of the ocean does look like that.
2: So, I mean, I didn't see a bunch of fat sunburned people running around in speedos, so I don't think that counts. That it's
1: that's all what the It's ocean all created is. on a soundstage.
2: Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, water as far as the eye can see. Okay, I live in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, that doesn't exist. Yeah, we have okay. Tingly
0: Beach, which doesn't count as anything. You can
2: throw a rock over our beach. So. <laughs> that's just convenient. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was born in 1989, and I lived in Albuquerque or Rio Rancho basically the entire time. And I kind of see Rio Rancho as Albuquerque light. Um,
0: It's the Cool Ranch Doritos of Nacho Cheese Doritos.
2: Yeah, it was weird growing up here because before we moved to Rio Rancho, I lived primarily in the Northeast Heights, but in the very, like, Projects-style part of the Northeast Heights. So it wasn't, like, as rough as other parts of town, but it also didn't have all the benefits of the northeast heights that you would normally get. So it was a really interesting experience.
1: So, like, you could still afford school lunches, you just couldn't afford the cool sneakers?
2: No. um, I was on free lunch. Okay. Um, We were on um, government assistance. Um, The apartment we lived in for a good chunk of my childhood Cost forty dollars a month because it was subsidized by the government. That's awesome. Um it was pretty awful actually. I I saw crack for the first time at a early young age. Yeah. Um never got into trouble with that kind of stuff though, which was cool. Um it was a real big culture shock going from that to Rio rancho, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I bet. In my sixth grade class, I was the only person who knew what welfare was. So um. that was pretty awesome. Um but Albuquerque's in my blood and it's a town that i love but it, i think my favorite thing is it's very beautiful but also very aggressive yeah um it's kind of like the people in albuquerque simultaneously seem to like love it and hate it mm-hmm. and to the point like they're very protective of it if somebody from outside of albuquerque tries to talk shit about it but you go about get it? fucked yeah it's like it's kind of like your your sibling almost like you, you have a sibling that you love and you'll you'll joke around with or talk smack to, but as soon as somebody you don't know tries to do the same thing, it's a, it's over kind of thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, why don't you explain all of Breaking Bad then? <laughs> <laughs> the entire yeah, series. I, 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 they, didn't, I didn't understand you know, it. No, no. I'm talking about like how how the whole thing was like a love letter of violence to Albuquerque and everybody <laughs> loves it.
2: To be completely honest with you, I think I made it through two and a half or three seasons and I never finished it. Um. From my perspective, I think what everybody loves about it is it does showcase the town. Mm-hmm. But it also, for lack of a better term, romanticizes one specific part of it.
1: Yeah, see, that's, um, what, I was, that's what I meant to say. And the part that's
2: like showcased, like you get to see the actual town and they'll change the names of some of the businesses and stuff. Yeah. But, as somebody from Albuquerque, you can tell like, oh, that's actually Twisters or oh, that's actually Taco Cabana. And a lot of the style of how the city is presented seems authentic, but the content and the subject matter is something that is presented as something that happens a lot more frequently or a lot more yeah like intensely than from what we experience on a daily basis
1: yeah n- and, and that's what I was saying what, how can you explain <laughs> it because that's one I of those things that all, uh, so many burcanos that i have met love love it it's and, a, it's kind of it's like kind of f- it, yeah. and and I, and, I, and I go well. It it does make the city look a certain way. It makes the town look a certain way.
2: Right, and it's kind of the thing, like, um, I'll see it a lot at shows that someone from out of town, their only connection to the city is seeing Breaking Bad. Yeah. So as soon as somebody from out of town is like, hey, Breaking Bad, right, the entire audience is like, like this guy, like, <laughs> yeah, because because people from Albuquerque enjoy it, but it's not a true representation of their town. Well,
0: it's like just with Breaking Bad, it's the way people have that that uh, love hate relationship with their town. Same with Breaking Bad. Well, like, it's weird. It's beautiful,
2: but it's way too aggressive about this one point. It's kind of like I don't know very many people who've been to Baltimore and just like, oh, I know all about this. I've seen The Wire. Yeah, like,
0: <laughs> but I have seen The Wire. At yeah. least like two seasons. And would you and go to
2: Baltimore and talk to people like, "Hey, do you do crack?" <laughs> no, I wouldn't even go to Baltimore. The what? It's a tough you're, place.
0: You're, you're
1: <laughs> Listen, there, like it- there are many ruffians. Look,
0: all Baltimore is 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 uh, like broken down projects, uh, failing schools, <laughs> and
2: and and unfriendly docks. It's great. Right. Kind of, well, I'm they- not. I'm not a huge fan. I like the. I like the show itself. It's an interesting story, but I don't feel it's an actual representation of my town. Yeah. And that's... Like, I, okay. I love yeah. Brian Cranston to death. I love Aaron Paul to death. They did a, a great job. Um, but that show I don't think was ever meant to be a documentary on the town, and a lot of people treat it like it is.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, there, there's, there's, there's fictional show cons
0: to everything. What, one of the pros of that show, though, is that now... When I tell like, friends, uh, I remember when I moved out here to Albuquerque from Florida, I was like, yeah, I'm going to Albuquerque, New Mexico. They'd be like, what's the exchange rate? You know, Now everybody knows that Albuquerque is actually in the U.S.
2: So My English plus. gets complimented all the time when people find out I'm from Albuquerque. On
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, you talk, yeah, you talk way better than, than I would expect
2: from a meth head. <laughs> no, I mean, one time I got feedback just like,
1: did somebody ask how your papers were, if you could work on their lawn?
2: <laughs> no. I was, cause We used to have to say, hey, you're, you reached us here in Albuquerque. Um, how can I help you? And they're like, oh, you're in Albuquerque? I was just talking to another guy from the Philippines. How come you guys don't have any American people? What? I was like, uh, Albuquerque is in America. Idiot. <laughs> and they're like, well, your English sounds pretty good. Are you, like, visiting? Oh, man. I was man. like, well, no, really? let me help you fix your phone. Can we just get out of this conversation?
1: (laughs) Is uh, Is there anything more difficult than trying to talk somebody through doing something on a phone?
2: It varies because if somebody calls in and they're like, hey, my phone's not working. I'd really like it to get working. Just let me know what I have to do. It's the easiest thing in the world. It'll take two minutes. But if you get somebody who's really frustrated and is like, my phone's not working and they're not willing to listen... Even when you're being explicitly clear about the instructions and it's not working, it gets really frustrating for them. And then you have certain protocols you have to go through, and they're really just like, I want a new phone, or I want something for free, or you owe me something because my phone doesn't work. Especially when you know it's something you have to hit three buttons to fix. So, I, I, like, it's a whole, like, customer's always right thing, like in this situation it's except when they what they want is creating their problem kind of thing. Well,
1: um yeah, cu- customers to, know what they want. They don't know what they I, need. I I used to work uh for Nextel uh as it was transitioning over to Sprint.
0: I love their candy bars.
1: Uh and we used to call that uh, <laughs> uh, what was it? <laughs> that was such a brush off.
2: <laughs> that was like an absolute like fuck off look at you two As she was talking. That was great.
1: I was like, mm, no. I don't even know
2: what candy bar you're trying to make a joke about. I know.
1: That's why I said
0: no. <laughs>
2: because no. I, I was looking at the visual, not, 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 not the phonetics. Did you mean the like visual? Nestle?
0: It looked like Nestle. Visually. Okay, maybe not at all. You know no. What?
1: It, this is what I'm talking about. Paper boats. Paper <laughs> boats.
2: Well, it's because you were telling the story. If he was telling the story, he would not have made that Candy bar joke that it didn't make sense.
0: Yeah. It made perfect sense. So, I have a question about that. Um, I would imagine that dealing with customers uh, as your job, like, you need to have uh, a good EQ, emotional intelligence, be able to, like, have good interpersonal skills so you can, like, handle those situations. But do you find that you start, like, losing faith in humanity or just getting angrier at people than you would have
2: if you didn't have this job? I don't think so. I mean, there are times where people don't conduct themselves as I feel like they should. But Is that that's a very their you're saying
0: that they swear a lot, or
2: they swear a lot, or um, a lot of people will have messed up something on their phone themselves and get really upset and demand a refund for not being able to use a service that they pay for. Which I understand it's frustrating that you're paying for a service that you can't use, but when it's your fault and then you are being really upset about it and refusing to let me help you since even though you called in to get it fixed it gets a little frustrating but at the end of the day that's why i'm there and that's why i get paid so i don't get super frustrated with it there are times i'll have to after a call like take a breather real quick so i can get back into it and put on my happy voice again (laughs) but um at the end of the day like that's why i get paid you know And they're calling in because they have a problem. They don't know how to use their phone. Like, how I would know how to use my phone? Or there was one time that it wasn't our fault, but a certain area's 911 services stopped receiving calls from T-Mobile.
1: That's chilling.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Like, the calls would fail. You'd have to call, like, three or four times. And just be like, we had an emergency, and we had to use somebody else's phone. I was like, that's awful. Um, They're working on it. (laughs) (laughs) I can offer you a $5 credit until (laughs) it's... I I can can offer you
1: a $5 (laughs) credit and... T-Mobile will mail flowers to your dead loved one's funeral. Yeah. <laughs> oh! Yeah. If,
0: if you manage to make it out of this fire that you're currently in, you will get a free phone.
1: You will get, no, no, a $5 gift certificate.
0: That could, yeah.
1: <laughs> Good towards any.
0: Nick, I have a question. Go ahead. Clearly, I have a question. What that question is, is uh, going on a date, Okay. Ooh. You're going on a blind date. Ooh. Let's say um, you have a car. No, no, no. That they, they come to your house.
1: They come to your house.
0: You're you're all you're all dressed up. I don't know what you're wearing yet, but like you you open the door.
1: It's a blind date.
0: And your date is Albuquerque.
2: What do so you? So the personification of Albuquerque. It is the yes. entire
0: personification what of Albuquerque. What does what so does your blind w- date pres- look like? What
2: does a Female personification of the city of Albuquerque.
0: Okay. Yes. We can go with that, or male.
2: That's. I'm gonna go with female, (laughs) personally. (laughs) Um, That's that's difficult because I don't think of one look as being an Albuquerque look, Uh, because it's such a. Maybe
1: what values does she have? Yeah. What kind of person is she?
2: And see, because I feel like Albuquerque's so mixed up. But still like individual it's really hard to like zero in on that because any way you want to look at it like Albuquerque is not really one town. It's mm-hmm. different quadrants that are different areas. Like downtown is different than Knob Hill and is different than the International District, different from Northeast Heights, different from the North Valley, which is different from the South Valley, which is different from the West Side, which is different from the Rancho State Albuquerque, which is different from Corrales, which is different from like everything. It's so so, so different. And they're so distinct but it's still mixed, like it's
0: what I'm envisioning your date looks like then is a bunch of midgets kind of just like meshed together to kinda of like form like like Ultron or something.
1: For for some reason I'm all I'm imagining all these metros to be like her parents. <laughs> you know what so I'm saying? What? Like they all they, they all they all are her parents.
2: So they like all if, I to, DNA. if I had if i had if I had to like put a face on it like I'd say it's um maybe a little bit shorter than average girl
0: okay.
2: um dark hair that's kind of in between curly and straight
1: mm-hmm.
2: um racially ambiguous hmm um most likely like not light skinned like how I am since I'm pretty honky, but also not like super tan or anything like that um not really a clear accent in terms of how they speak. But there's a little bit of like that sing song in Albuquerque, you're like I know, huh? But like,
0: like it it's, it's kind of every sentence. yeah, but
2: not super super pronounced. Like you'd have to like listen for it to hear it. You have to know what Is you're looking fun? for. Is she
1: fun? Where do you guys go out?
2: Well, I'm a bit of a talker, and so because <laughs> I like to talk, I like to make people laugh, I like to joke around. So I would probably not want to go to the movies. I probably wouldn't want to go to like a concert or to a club. Probably want right. to go to a meal of some sort. Um, personal favorite of mine would be something like Sadie's mm-hmm. because it's on the nicer side for Mexican food restaurants, but it's not super hoity-toity. Nice. Um, and their salsa is off the hook.
0: Awesome. Um, I have not been to Sadie's.
2: Are you fucking kidding me? I've not been
0: to Sadie's. I haven't. Where is Sadie's?
2: There are a couple. The what, Sadie's, what Have you been to all of them? I've been to two.
0: Which um, one's better? Tell me the better one to go to.
2: For the food, it's going to be good either way. Okay. Um, for the experience, if you want to pull in a full stages experience, the one off of, shit, I want to say 4th Street is the original one. Um, we'll look it up for you. 4th Street's probably long. Yeah, it's like 4th and near Os- Osuna, I want to say. All right. Now that could be completely off base. But um, the one I go to more frequently is on San Mateo, just, just north or west or northwest of Academy. So kind of near Cliff's Amusement Park.
0: Okay. Um yeah.
2: I have to go to Sadie's. Food's dope. And my girlfriend that I am with now, um, she has a lot of dietary restrictions, mainly being that she can't process gluten. Mm -hmm. So she's able to find options there, which is great. And their vegetarian red chili is gluten-free, which a lot of times with chilies and sauces, they use flour to thicken it, which doesn't affect how much most people can enjoy it. But if you can't eat that stuff, then... It wouldn't impact it, but for our date, we would go to Sadie's. we'd joke around, talk around. you know, I do have a car, so um, whether or not she does doesn't make a difference. because yeah. you're taking yours. Cause no, we'd be I taking mean,
1: mine? Yeah, we're just talking about what the experience would be like. You guys, it sounds like would have fun. you guys would chit, you would chit, chat.
2: yeah, and something yeah, I like to yeah. do that, if it's going well is when the sun goes down and the city lights are coming back on. Even by myself, I like to drive um, tramway from <gasps> yes. I-25 to, or from basically I-20, or I-40 to I-25 on it and go past, like, Sandia Casino and stuff, and it's you can see all the so city lights. It's so beautiful. Mm. Um, so it's kind of like stargazing, but you don't have to, like, look up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's
1: stargazing for people with bad necks. It's
0: shoegazing.
2: But because Albuquerque is in a valley and it's so spread out, it looks almost like a treasure chest, and it's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I've been like driving back from some place. I'm coming over the crest way on I-25. No, I-40. Sorry. Yeah. Like a from Arizona area to Albuquerque, and like you come over the hill and it just like just opens up in this like glittering
2: sea, and it's awesome.
1: Yes, it's beautiful. It's
2: beautiful. Something I really appreciate about <laughs> our town is the sandias. Uh, being not from Albuquerque, you probably didn't uh, experience first grade here where they kind of drill into you that the sandillas are called sandillas because in Spanish, means, Sandia means watermelon. Yes. And when the sun sets, it turns the mountains pink with like dark, not really highlights, but like P- almost like... Po-
0: pockets? Yeah. It so it's like, like the watermelon seeds. seeds. Yeah.
2: And that's what the conquistadors saw when they first came into Albuquerque's area. So. Yeah. That's something I really like. So <laughs> if the sun's not quite down, driving up towards Tramway while it's setting would be really cool because you get to see the mountain like that and then that kind of thing. And just based on my personality, I know we're going to be joking a whole lot. And Albuquerque tends to have a pretty good sense of humor. Um, most of the people I know like to laugh in some capacity. I mean, there's always going to be some sticks in the mud who want to be angry for no reason. But there are few and far between. So, And one thing I've heard a lot about Albuquerque from outsiders is, and I'm talking about non-Americans, I'm talking about like international students coming from Europe or coming from Asia. Is Albuquerque is seen as one of the better places to come really? as an international student because we have such a diverse kind of city just by default yeah. that you're not as much of
0: um, stick out like a sore thumb.
2: Yeah, people are like, "Oh, you're not from here? Cool," like kind of thing. Versus like if you go to another part of the country, like, "Oh, you're from India? You're from China? Like, let me bug you about that." Here, we're just like, "All right, go do whatever you're going to do." Yeah, like, like
0: like you would go to Albuquerque before you go to Baltimore. They would. I mean, yeah, like. <laughs>
1: well they w- they would they would enjoy it more because they would feel
2: and they'd be like feel more inclusive also because yeah. everybody is different kind of thing yeah. um and also something that i've heard that i never really noticed until i started traveling more is albuquerque's kind of in this weird like southwest region where um we got like the west coast kind of like chilled out kind of vibe but also like the south's like hospitality that as a citizen you don't really notice a whole lot like when you come in people greet you say hello how are you doing that kind of saying a lot of people say please and thank you like you're supposed to yeah as i've traveled out of the state i've seen that's not a default and it kind of like kind of hits you in the chest you know and
1: yeah i'm from the east coast and that's that's far from the that's far that that's like you don't say please and thank you if somebody bumps into you you just kind of bump Bump them back and you just keep moving.
0: Well, know? I noticed. Um, you turn around, run back, and then bump them and then leave. My
2: stepdad's family's in Maryland. Or you lean into
0: it. <laughs>
1: I mean, geez. It's, you, you, you che- or you check the person who's coming at you next. Yeah, you, pa- say, you It's you, like you, you pay you it forward. You preempt it. You, you pay <laughs> it forward angrily.
0: Nick, thanks for coming uh, by and telling us about yourself. Uh, anything that you would like to plug, anything that you're doing? Or anything that you've seen or whatever?
2: I have a couple stuff in the works. I'm not really comfortable like plugging it. You can always check me out on Wednesdays at Red Door downtown's tap room with our painted black open mic. Um, I do have a very albuquerque story that I'd like to share about my first date with my girlfriend if we have enough time. Um, uh, maybe two y- minutes?
1: Yeah, go ahead. Two, yeah.
2: All right, so I picked her up, and we parked in the parking structure near the movie theater downtown, so near Golden 2nd. And we were walking over to Sushi King to have a meal. And I got shot in the fucking face. What? um, By what I believe is a pellet gun. I'm not 100% sure, but it busted me open. And I immediately put my hand on the wound and pulled back. I heard metal fall to the ground, and my hand was covered in blood. Holy shit, when did this happen? A little over a year ago. Um, And she's like, oh, my gosh, do we need to go to the emergency room? In the back of my head, I'm like, I'm not going to let this day get ruined by something I didn't do. (laughs) So, like, we're almost to the restaurant. Let's go there. She's like, okay, and we go to the restaurant my buddy ryan's working there and i was like hey i need you to take her order and i need to go to the bathroom because i'm bleeding and then i go and i get cleaned up and we have our meal and it's one of my favorite stories because that's a really crazy first date that just kind of seems the randomness of albuquerque but she immediately knew because she's been here a long time that like weird shit happens and a lot of people are just ready to muscle through plus it showed that i have a high pain tolerance and uh I'm pretty good in a stressful situation, so I think that set that date off pretty well.
0: Yeah, I like that. Even in the telling of the story, you're still brushing off the fact that he got shot in the face. You're like,
2: well, it wasn't I like mean, a was real a bullet. I don't
0: know what it was, but it was something. So
2: you know, it wasn't like a well, natural. Well, he would be
1: tough if he if he acknowledged it fully.
2: Oh, well, I the whole, so, yeah. that
1: part of it is to prove how tough he is. So well, he I yeah. got shot the in the point. face,
2: and I was like, "Oh shit!" It's like, "What happened?" I was like, "I think I got shot in the face." <laughs> was, it wasn't fun, and I wouldn't repeat See, that. If
1: I, if it. If it was me, I would be on the floor crying and wailing and screaming, and that's not tough, is it?
2: Uh, no.
0: No. If, if it was me, I would immediately start folding a paper boat.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you would say, I have feelings about this. You'd be like, let's paint with the blood.
0: <laughs> All right. Anne, anything from you?
1: Uh, ooh. Um, you can always find me on at uh, t- the Twitters. And, uh, well, my podcast sucks. But uh, you know what doesn't suck? I do. The Best Show with Tom Sharpling.
0: That's pretty great.
1: Yeah. It's uh, simply The Best Show. Go to <laughs> www.thebestshow.net dot net. Oh, man. Every Tuesdays from nine to midnight Eastern Time, and get a little slice of that uh, Sharpling Wooster
0: magic pie.
1: Magic, yeah. Cool. What about you, Tito? Well,
0: I'm I'm doing uh, Shakespeare at the Ox Dog, much ado about nothing for the rest of April, and I have a weekly improv show that I do at the Box Fridays at ten thirty every Friday. It's awesome. Uh, there's some local. Favorite, comedy Favorites on there. Elena's on there. Uh, Elena Warden. Uh, Will Bolt. Um, and Ron Bosey Brothers. Open mic. Uh, and that's everything. All right. Thanks so much, Nick Star, for coming and hanging out. Well, Thank you guys very
2: much for having me on. I do appreciate it. it
0: great back, it's it great being back, Anne. It's great to talk. have you back. Yeah! yeah. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.